going on, guys? Susie and the Banshees, man. Love this band. How's it been? How's it going? She's the passenger. And she rides and she rides. So what's going on, man? It's Brian Jump, SAI Million Dollar. Almost missed that one. Million Dollar PDR Podcast, where if you do everything that I talk about in this podcast, you should be making millions of dollars. But it requires you to do something. I'm so sorry. It just doesn't automatically deposit into your account. 100% passive income due to a podcast. I'm going to start that podcast next, though. Passive millions. You basically just press a button and the money comes. You don't even press a button. You basically just think it and it comes. So anyway, man, how you been, man? It's Friday, guys. TGIF. And check this out. If you're in the area, come on by. We're going to have a work block party out behind uh, the back of our building and along with a couple of our tenants. Uh, plumbing business, maybe the local uh, cross-train guy. We'll see who else joins in. Um, we should have some drone shots and photos and videos. Should be some good shit. Um, little barbecue, some uh, some beverages, some fun beverages. If you get my point, um, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Um, hoping to have a bonfire out there, maybe some cool cars. I'm looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. I'm bummed uh, because if this thing goes off as planned, uh, Jeff, our our body shop manager, basically was not gonna be here. He's got a, a new dog getting flown out. Excuse me, from the East Coast. He's getting his new uh, bulldog, which is cool. It's Frenchy. So exciting times for him. New uh, family member joining in, which is really cool. So I get it. I understand. But uh, we'll hopefully do another one of these uh, maybe in the spring. But uh, yeah, if everything goes out, it's going to be really cool to have this little uh, little party. I thought about inviting some clients too, but I'm just going to keep it local and kind of low-key and see how it rolls. And if it, if it looks like it's something that'd be respectable and some of our more repeat clients would, you know, with cart with uh, custom cars and shit might appreciate. Then we might invite, invite them in. But for this first iteration, we're just gonna kind of go low key, close to the vest, low and slow, and just you know, like a low rider, a low rider party, if you will. Bandanas over our eyebrows and uh, you know, freaking sag and all kinds of shit. It's gonna be great. Um, so today we're gonna talk about uh, key scratch repairs. Uh, moving off of our. Uh, we're moving on to our, our 12 days of Christmas, the uh, recon things you can bundle. Um, we'll do that. And then, uh, let's see, Bruce just messaged me. He got the rest of just October yesterday. Hold on one sec, guys. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to text him later. I'm not going to text him in the middle of this podcast. He can wait. Um, nothing pressing. But uh, anyway, um, where was I? I always lose. Uh, oh, yeah, key scratch repairs. So moving right along, what are you going to need? Wet sandpaper, a hard block, like a little wood block or hard rubber. Uh, wet sandpaper you should have probably, if you really want to go crazy, 800. Be very careful. If uh, if you don't feel like you've got the the hoots, the hooshpa to go with that, start with 1,000. If you really want to go kind of conservative, go 1,500 to 2,000, okay? And then I get some sheets of 3,000 for the finish. You're going to need some uh, rubbing compound, number one, 3M I love. Uh, 2N3 if you want to go the full the full, uh, full gambit. And then maybe some uh, a spray bottle of water, uh, wool pad, foam pads. So now you got all the supplies you need, not including the paint. So fingernail test plays. 
In other words, if you've got a scratch and if it catches your fingernail, you know that you're not going to be able to polish it out. Um, if it doesn't catch an edge, maybe, maybe, possibly, maybe, probably, depending upon the clear, Mercedes not included uh, most of the time, that you might be able to buff it out, cut and buff. Whatever you do, just keep in mind, if you're using one of those more aggressive wet sandpapers, you're going to probably cut grooves and or lines if you go in one direction. So I recommend mixing up your sanding directions. If you've already got a scratch that's through the clear into the base, the main idea is to knock down the edge to cut down on the light refraction and then hopefully put some paint in. Just like when I talked about paint touch the other day, you want to stay away from tricoats, pearls, and the more solid colors, the better results, like the blacks, the fire engine reds, the whites. All the white, there's infinite different shades of white, so just know that. White can be a bitch, um, toning up and or down. So, and, and, you know, any of the metallics are a bitch. You know, the silvers, the charcoals, the golds, pewters, you know, not fun. The burgundies. Um, some colors you'll find that just hit, which is really nice. Um, it's a good idea to have multiple colors where you can kind of mix and match and tone, like I talked before. Um, if you're not using bottle touch-up and you're using automotive touch-up, you can lay it in, wait a few hours, use your UV if you want a cure to put out in the sun, and then come back and try to block it down and get it close. I've actually done that uh, several times with silver, uh, which sounds insane. People think I'm nuts, but I've actually had it work. Um, there's a couple different things you can do. Uh, blender spray, there's a couple things that will actually make the paint kind of spread out, kind of burn in a little bit better, but I won't get into that on, on this simple. This is more like if you're coming out to learn how to do paint, you know, we would get into how you use blender and how to burn paint in, so to speak, but, but typically you're just going to be touching up. If you're using bottle, you're not going to be able to sand it because it catalyzes and it gets really hard, typically harder than the paint that's around it. So when you go to sand it, it stays there like a freaking rock, you know, Gibraltar granite. And all the soft paint from the, the factory paint around it goes away, which looks even shittier. So anyway, so paint touch-up, or I should say scratch repair, um, it's usually the best ones are going to be the ones where you've got some clear coat and you can cut and buff. Just remember to, I would test with some lighter papers, the 1500 or 2000, if it's not cutting fast enough. Then, assuming that you've got factory paint, assuming the car is not that old, consider this. The higher up on the car, the, the thinner the clear coat is as the car gets older due to oxidation and sun. The lower on the vehicle, the more paint you've got, therefore you should burn through less soon, if you will. So it's safer, in other words. But practice this. Go find some practice doors or hoods and practice your wet sanding. Make some key scratches and play with it. But if you get all the supplies I mentioned, and, and especially if you can get some automotive paint versus if you go get some mix and you're going to charge some good money, you should be able to build it up over, over a day to where, depending upon the, the color, that you can get it kind of cut back in and blended in and make it look decent. If they want it flawless, screw them. Paint the damn door, you know, or the quarter panel, whatever. And if, if the scratch is within 10, 10 inches or 12 inches of adjacent panel and it's a metallic, they're going to have to blend. If you, you panel painting metallics and pearls don't doesn't work, you know, unless it's center of the panel, center of a door, center of a quarter panel. You know, the more flop you got, the more crazy it's going to be. We tried to panel paint a uh, pearl white last week on a Honda Insight, and we got our asses kicked. The trunk was uh, something like a big trunk or a tree trunk on the uh, trunk on a trunk, right? Um, like a big branch came falling down, dented it, replaced the trunk. You're probably saying, why do you need a PDR, Brian? I would have if the paint wasn't cracked up 
and rusting. At that point, it didn't make sense. It's like, why? Let's just replace the trunk. They're cheap. And, and well, off to the braces we went. So, um, and that was good. Let me check out one thing real quick. Okay, good. We're good. Um, so anyway, there's your base key scratch repair tutorial. Questions, comments, always hit me up. Let me know. All right, so today, Friday, the block party Friday. It's going to be good. Five takeaways from the roofing industry. Okay, This is something that served me well. I hope it serves you well. I, I used to research when I was doing hail a lot more of it. You know, I, I, Roofers have been doing it. They do a bigger, better, stronger, badasser. So, yeah, I made that up, that word. Um, the... The roofers make a shit ton of money in the hail business. Okay, They know how to deal with insurance. They know how to squeeze every drop. They know how to get referrals. There are some roofing podcasts. If you're into hail and you want to know how to be better at it, go listen to those podcasts. I'm telling you right now, I'm, I don't have them in front of me, but I found two or three. They were absolute freaking monsters. Absolute just craziness. Roofing marketing. You know, it. it like I said, they, they go bigger, they go harder. So it is it's a great way to learn how to scale up your your hail business. And this isn't this mostly goes towards hail when I say study roofing, but it's also for the Dorting guys, the retail, a little bit of wholesale. You can still learn stuff that you can apply towards your business when that and that's what matters, right? So number one, when you listen to these guys, you're gonna figure out real quick or or study them, you're gonna realize that mass scale works. The the problem a lot of us have, and, and, I'm, and I'll just say me, I'm not going to group you guys into my problems. You don't have problems like I do. You guys are perfect. I'm the one that has problems. I My mindset, I think in, in, in terms of limits, not limitless, I, I think that, that there's limits throughout life, right? And if you box yourself into these self-made limitations, you don't think outside, I hate to use that, that cliche, but you just don't think bigger. You know, instead of saying outside the box, you know, and it's, it's, it's important to think beyond what the normal limitations are. And if you do, then you realize you can actually get there. If you don't plan on, or don't try to reach those higher heights or those, you know, farther distances, you're not going to do it. You, it's like, you know, Hey, I was on a bike race, you know, I rode 50 miles. Why didn't you do a hundred? I didn't think I could do it. You know, well, shit, did you try? Did you even consider it? Wow. I didn't even think I could ride hundred. Yeah. Of course you could. I mean, people run marathons. They run 40 miles. There's ultra marathoners that, that run well over, you know, 26 miles in a day. They'll do like 40 or 50. I mean, these people are nuts, you know, and they're in great shape. They, the human body, it's just, you know, don't stay within limits, you know, think, think bigger, you know, that's the thing about it. So, so mass scale works for the roofers. Okay. They reach more people. They realize that awareness is key. So they go big on getting awareness. And they reach more of the right people. It's not scatter and forget. They're not fucking running television commercials. They're not, you know, on these mass media uh, outlets like radio and shit. No, they're doing digital, you know, or they're offline, but they're targeting the right people. They're in their areas. They had they confirmed they had hail damage and all that kind of stuff. It's the same with you. If you're going to target people for retail, a it better be a good demographic. Don't tell me you're. You're in freaking shitbox Arizona or um, Bellflower, California or some ghetto trying to get people to, to spend money on their dents. It, it, fuck, that's stupid. Okay. Another thing that these roofers do, they do Facebook ad bombs. During an event, they will bomb Facebook. They'll get groups. They'll, they'll create a Facebook page and they drive people to that page because they realize once they get a few people, let's say five, six, seven people, they pound those people hard 
for referrals, which is number two. Referrals is free money. Now, yeah, you might say, well, it's not free money if you're incentivizing them. Yeah, but what does it cost you? What's your uh, acquiring cost to get a new customer? Let's say it's $300 in ads or $400. Okay, but let's say you give $100 to to a guy that's going to maybe give you three, four, or five more people, family members, coworkers, whatever. And those are trusted. They're going to close, right? So they incentivize. So what? Yeah, you make customers, you know, the acquiring costs money. It does. Cost of acquisition is is real. But I, I'll take a referral any day over a, a call-in off an ad. You know, what's the difference? Huge. And what does it boil down to? What What's the glue that makes them stick? Trust. They trust their friend, their family member. Hey, you know what? Go use Denko. Brian's amazing and his, his people are, are cool. Or click on a fucking ad. Are you kidding me? I don't know who these guys are. I'm just going to try, but I'm going to check him out. I'll check about four or five others, and then, then I'll get a bunch of texts and race to the bottom. No, man. Referrals, they trust you inherently, and they're going to spend more with you typically. Okay? Taking a sip. Throw it gets dry. All right, number three, canvassing works. Oh, canvassing, the C word? There's two C words in life. One's a real nasty word about women. You know what I'm talking about. The other one is canvassing. Canvassing works. It, is it sexy? Is it fun? No. But I'll tell you this. Here's another story. It works for, for Hale, but also works for retail. Brian, you've made money off of canvassing for retail customers? Yes. Do tell. Okay, I will. I had a kid named Brandon, and Brandon was 24, 25, polo shirt, khakis, used to go around canvassing, selling flowers, okay? You know, like uh, box flowers, and these really nice Tiffany blue boxes, and women ate it up, ate it up. He made pretty good money doing it, but not the kind of money he made when I found him and put my fish hooks into him. And, I, and he only worked for me for about two months. It was late spring in uh, an, an area in North Orange County, and he would work from three to six, and he would sell recon, not just dents, so it was the whole nine, and he would average over $1,000 of, of sales every day. I paid him 30% of that. Yeah, 333 bucks, 0.3 or whatever, and and that wasn't bad, so $100 an hour is what Aaron made, okay, walking around, talking with a clipboard, and we had a little system, and it's something he kind of taught me. He's like, don't give out brochures. It's a waste of time. Those are just tire kickers. If, if people want to want to sign up, they're going to sign up, okay? So, and, and it crushed. And then all of a sudden, how did this thing fall apart for me? Brian, I want you to teach me how to do dance. I'm making $100 an hour, but I see some guys that are making more than that pushing the actual dance. And it's kind of gets kind of old walking around knocking on doors. I get it. He was by himself. I didn't have a team. He had no support, no camaraderie. He wanted the brotherhood of being a PDR tech. I'm like, fuck me. How about I pay you more? But how much more can I pay him? I'm paying 30%. Am I going to pay him 50? Maybe. I think I even proposed that. But then, and I, I refused to train him. So he found somebody in San Diego. He got trained. And I, I heard after that he was doing car shows and all kinds of shit. So good, good for Brandon. But it just, anyway, canvassing works. Okay, I went on a little sidebar, a little side. Side road, dirt road there down the farm. Number four, marketing to insurance. Yeah, roofers do that. They go direct. Imagine even if a small insurance company used you as their point company, their point man. 
Okay, many will use PDR companies, guys, during these cat storms, and to basically to help write estimates. I mean, they're you're going to be free labor to them. Why wouldn't they want to? So they'll set you up. You're at a Walmart parking lot during a cat storm or a Home Depot, and in turn for volunteering to write the estimates on their platform. Okay, in the tents, you know, out in these parking lots, you'll get by default. You can have your people right to the side. Would you like to schedule or if you want to go find somebody else, whatever. Okay, you can't steer them, but we are here if you'd like to book. Fuck yeah. I'll write free estimates for an insurance company if I'm going to get, get, get you know, a good 50, 80% of the business. Shit. So a lot of people don't know that. So yeah, I mean, you're probably not going to waltz in and go get farmers tomorrow, but maybe you can go get a small boutique type insurance company and then guess what? Grow from there. It doesn't take a lot, guys. Think about it. And there's more insurance companies that you might be aware of. It's not just the big four or five. There's there's dozens. Okay, so roofers figured that shit out. Number five, and this is the last one, pre-sell an area. Okay, what do you mean by pre-sell, Brian? Okay, it works best if you live, let's say you're in Greenville, South Carolina, like Robert Rucker is, uh, the Mercedes tech. Um, and he's got YouTube ads or just YouTube videos that rank for Greenville hail repair. And he did that six months ago. And through the algorithm, it took time. But how many people are targeting a city plus hail repair? Not too many. Some. And but if and you could also run ads to those videos if you needed to, if somebody's already outranked you, right? Either way, you can get right there to the top. So what's going to happen when an event happens? People are going to be hitting all the social channels and all, you know, Google, wherever they can find these services and try to get their shit done. So pre-selling an area, okay, YouTube ads, get ranked, get your Yelp page up, make sure that has already has reviews so you can inherently get trust from people immediately when they go there. Facebook group, you should, you know, why not? Okay, when hail hits, you're already in business because you've already primed the area. You already own your your five mile or your eight mile or 10 mile circle, okay? And that's massive. I think Shane Jacks talked about this. He, he would run an ad uh, for his area uh, or he had just a YouTube video and it drove a lot of business. YouTube's great because, I mean, ask Bryce Kelly, all his YouTube videos. It People check out YouTube. The people who, who care and are willing to, to put the time in and, and spend the money or if they're going to use insurance, they're going to choose you. Because you, they want to trust you. They want to find somebody that they're going to give their baby over to. The people who care about their cars. It's not the people with a 2004 Subaru. It's people with a 2019 Porsche or, or Camry or you know, Forerunner, whatever. I mean, a Forerunner those days costs as much as an, an old used BMW. You know, 40, 50, 60 grand. So it doesn't always have to be the luxury segment. You, you know, Toyotas are kind of almost like a semi-luxury you know, mid-level car manufacturer now. So, I mean, you can't crap on Toyota. You can, but it, it wouldn't be good for a video. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it would. But let's not revisit that one. So anyway, so pre-selling area is, is, is it's just smart. And these roofers, like I said, I just took five here. There's a lot more than this. I'm just scratching the, the itch here, guys. There's a much bigger hound dog with fleas if you want to go picking through them, man. That that roofing industry, they know their shit. They really do. They're great, great marketers. And and there's roofing companies, guys, that do billions. Okay. I don't know any hail companies aside from from maybe Dent Wizard that does billions, but man, roofers do. So that tells you something right there. The gap, right? 
So go check it out. There's a wealth of information. Excuse me, you will level up and, and you will thank me long time. Uh, I hope you do because it's definitely has, it served me. I learned a lot of shit about it. it. Helped us for our canvassing, our marketing, our Facebook, the whole nine. Good, good stuff. There it is, guys. That's Friday, man. In the can. We're gonna wrap up. Uh, get, get to my students here today. Hopefully, have that uh, that that PDR uh, barbecue thing tonight. Hopefully, we'll do that, and I'll I'll post up some videos, maybe some drone shots. Should be good. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it happens. If not. You'll hear me crying in my soup on Monday, but uh, if everything goes as planned. So anyway, I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you for tuning in. Have yourself a great one, and we'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.